Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tip of the Iceberg, the podcast where five friends discuss the oddities of life, social norms, and the society we participate in. Uh, I'm Emma, and this week I'm hosting alongside Megan because I am a woman. I'm also a woman. I'm Nathan, and I am certainly not a woman. And I'm Clark. I'm in the same category as Nathan. I, I'm Chase, and I'm uh, in the same category as the last two. And today, instead of doing a, a first segment like we usu- usually do, uh, we're just going to jump right into the topic of today's episode, which is girl stuff. So, Megan and I were bouncing ideas back and forth, and we were like, why don't we just ask him right off the bat, what do you all think when you hear the term lady problems? Hmm. Um, it usually means that either, like, the party involved is, like, not comfortable talking about it in front of me, and I should probably leave. Um, that's usually, that's usually, it. they're like, ah, we got some lady problems we have to deal with. And, and, like, I'm like, okay, cool, you want me to leave? And they're like, ah, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I step out back and do whatever. <laughs> out back. <laughs> out back. Out back? <laughs> the steakhouse? You know, yeah, like the uh, yeah. okay. I say, all right, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do a man thing and go get a big steak. <laughs> <laughs> seven uh, herbs and spices that, are no, waiting no, for me believe, uh, you know everything has to be categorized like that and eating steak is not a man thing for sure everyone should enjoy steak <laughs> the middle school gym teacher in me tells me that it's period related oh definitely that was my first impression for sure because, like, when you're at that age and you hear somebody talking about lady problems, that's, like, their way of just politely saying that they need to excuse themselves to take care of their, quote-unquote, lady problems. That feels misogynistic to me here in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I was, that's why I was hesitant to be like, yeah, it sounds like period stuff because I'm uncomfy, you know. Wow, what a weenie. <laughs> Well, today we're going to talk about the problems that women face that are annoying as hell and very specific to women. We also want to ask you boys how you think certain things work when it comes to these lady problems and girl stuff. So if you leave today's episode feeling slightly uncomfortable, imagine I'm how you feel. I'm going into all this really time. confident. I feel like I've got a leg up here oh, since yeah. Megan and I live together. I'm very excited. So this do. is this is me <laughs> at the top of the episode saying that I'm about to kill it with these lady problems. I feel like anatomically, like I did pretty well in like health science <laughs> class or whatever. I feel like on that level I'm okay. <laughs> I would also I would also like to put a disclaimer on this episode that a lot of our problems don't just apply to those who are biologically female, but are transgender women as well. Yes. You are just as valid. So, first topic to discuss, you guys already hit it, uh, periods, obviously. Uh, So, (laughs) I want to know, there are, you know, three different types of ways to handle your period. And I want to hear how you all think they work. So I've assigned one oh, form okay. to what? each. Hell yeah. <laughs> you said the, okay. Yes. So, Chase, yes. I want to know how you think pads work. Oh, okay. Um, I mean. Yeah, I, I have chosen the specific item which I feel you are least uh, rec- like familiar with. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that, like... Having not experienced this myself, um, you know, it's meant to be like an absorbent barrier type thing. Um, 
just so you don't like okay. fuck up your underwear, basically. Um, and typically, I would say probably disposed of in a timely <laughs> manner um, to avoid things like infections. Okay, how does it how does it attach? Uh, isn't there like a um, like an adhesive thing? Adhesive to what? Like like a, I mean, you're definitely not sticking it on your body. I, I don't think. <laughs> Am I correct? Yes. I saw a tweet the other day yeah. about a boy who thought you just stuck them straight to your, straight to yourself. Yeah, that sounds like And awful. I just really, I had very high hopes that you would not be one of those. I mean, I would say that that's mostly common sense, but also most people lack that, so that doesn't surprise me one bit. I think I saw that same tweet, and I, I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, oh, it's, a tic- yeah. it's a TikTok trend as well, and there are some girls out there that are convincing their boyfriends on camera that you put the sticky part right against your body and it's like a <laughs> rubber stopper on a bathtub oh. type deal that the pad <laughs> the sticky parts like <laughs> creates a barrier so nothing gets out but like just a lot of internal like, build up, up yeah somehow <laughs> so that that's why that was why i wanted to ask chase because i was like he's the least familiar i would say with i guess female products I'm confused. As to, uh, I'm, I'm interested as to why you why you assume that. Ooh. I. It's just you have a little brother. To be fair, right? Yeah. Like you don't have sisters, and then you're not living with your girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. So that's right. <laughs> she was trying to put it. Lightly, I didn't want to say Chase. that, but you said it. <laughs> she was trying to give. Fucking yeah, roast me. To... You know I don't care. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, about literally. It. For all of our listeners, Chase's DMs <laughs> are open. Hit him up. Oh yes. <laughs> that's true. If you find his voice sexy, send us an email. Him. We'll oh, let him know. <laughs> and if if you don't if you don't keep it to yourself, that would kind of destroy my confidence. No, no, I think no. Please in the comments, please in the comments, roast Chase. I'd love to read them. <laughs> That's true. We roasted you yeah. last time, so. So now we know that Chase understands how pads work. Good to know. Hell yeah, Clark. How do you think tampons work? Oh, easy softball question. Um, I know it's like, yeah, I, I always, whenever I think about this, I always just think about the really funny scene from like, she's the man. If you guys have ever seen that, the Amanda Bynes film. Yeah. Yeah. Where she pretends to be a guy <laughs> yeah. soccer player and she has a box of she's tampons. She's the man. Yeah. Here. She's the man. And she oh, uh, tells her male roommate that she uses them for nosebleeds, <laughs> which I've heard actually works, but yeah, so I mean... <laughs> it does. Yeah. No, they work. And uh, so yeah, it's just like pretty much like a tube of cotton with a string attachment, and you just, you put it on up there, and the string is kind of like a like a pull cord, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know? It's like starting You're exactly right. When you, yeah. when you pull you know? it, the parachute deploys, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a little... Rip the cord, Jimmy! little green army man in there. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so, I mean, when you say you just stick it up in there, like, have you ever seen what the, the applicator, how oh, you think I, I know it's like in like works? a, it's kind of like a, I mean, I can't think of any other better way of like, it's kind of like a barrel of like a gun where it's like a plastic <laughs> tube kind of thing. And it just kind of like, isn't that, I think that's how it works. Uh-huh. And so it's like you, you like, you put the whole plastic up there and then you just pull the, just the plastic out, right? Because it's like, it's, you obviously can't just be sticking like just a cotton, like, tube up there because that's not gonna you're not gonna so i would describe it i would describe it more as a syringe yeah. right oh uh, that's probably so a better way the of inside it. of the 
Yeah, because you put the whole syringe up there, and then you push the bottom to make the cotton go inside the vagina, and then you pull the whole component, plastic component, out. So all that's inside you is the actual tampon itself. The applicator is just the syringe. Yeah, you pro- that's probably a better way of describing it rather than describing it as a gun. Yeah, so. yeah I like how you're like, yeah, it's a gun, you just it's blast yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so our our last form of period control nathan this is for you this is arguably the hardest form which i wanted to give to you since i feel you are the most knowledgeable wow i also wow. don't use one of these I, I, so. can i guess what it is sure i'm assuming you're gonna talk about a diva cup hell yeah yeah menstrual brand cup. and all good job clark mm. good job yeah 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 Yeah, that's right i'm um, a woke person <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, sir. You have a penis. <laughs> All right, so Nathan, tell us how you think menstrual cups work. So you're absolutely right that I know the least about this one. I was ready for the pads. I was ready for the tampons. Was not ready for uh-huh. the menstrual cup. Yep. <laughs> so from what I understand, the menstrual cup is just like, it's similar to a pad where it's just sort of there to to catch it instead of like stopping mm-hmm. it up. And so mm-hmm. one, when you're using it, it like fills up with the period blood from my understanding. And yes. then you have to like, you have to cup. like dump it out and it's like silicone, right? It's environmentally yes. friendly. Yeah. And you have to like, it's so it's like reusable and you have to like dump it out and clean it and then keep using it again. Guys, I just yes. thought of a very good slogan for Diva Cup. It's oh god! It's a uh, Tupperware for down there. Oh Jesus oh Christ! God. Oh god! Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Never say that again. <laughs> oh no! We're you not said, packing you said it up and plastic, it for later. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's where I went. With it. <laughs> yeah, we we all heard. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, Nathan, yes, you were on the right track. So there is different types of menstrual cups. Different uh, cups have different types of silicone that are a little uh, softer or harder, depending on. How you, how comfortable you are with putting the cup in and out. Um, so, Nathan, how do you think that you get it up there? See, this is where I'm very unsure. <laughs> I actually have no idea. I I assume it's too big to do like an applicator type thing. Correct. Yes. I have I have honestly no idea. Nathan is looking at me for okay. reassurance, and I'm just covering my face. <laughs> So the way since it is made out of silicone, that means it is you can manipulate it's the flexible, cup. Yeah. You can fold it, you can move it around. So there, are, it depends on how you are comfortable with uh, putting the cup in. There are several different several different types of folds. Uh, a lot. What a lot of people do is squish the cup flat uh, and then fold one corner to the bottom corner and then you just use your hand and it, you just stick so it So we're up doing there. a little bit of origami, so, I got you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, origami crane. It is, no, it, it absolutely is a little bit of origami and you have to figure out which type of fold works best because if you just put it up there and then you don't manipulate it to where it opens up, then you're just going to free bleed everywhere yeah. because the cup right, isn't you'll just bleed anything. around the cup. That was, yeah, that was my question of like, yeah. how does it... Because I know it's it's pliable enough to move up, but it's like, how is it also rigid mm-hmm. enough to pop back out and be removable without just like 
pretty much acting as a temporary so, hole that you then, like, when you're pulling it out, it's just going to, like... So, most cups have four <clears throat> holes. Like, like a, it looks like a needle, like, went through the side of it. It's very small. Uh, and there, it's one on each, uh, like, corner to where it makes, like, a, a cross at the top edge of the cup. Uh, and those allow the cup to suction to the inside of the vagina. Whoa, so, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it's like a reverse plunger so, kind of thing. <laughs> like you turn a plunger upside down yeah never mind never mind yeah yeah so yeah so if you wanted to shore (laughs) yeah let's just go with that (laughs) so that's how it stays up there um and so the way you have to pull it out is you have to stick a finger up in yourself break the suction so you have to stick your finger between your vaginal wall and the cup to pull it away enough to where air can get in through one of those tiny little holes and break the suction. If you don't break the suction, you are not getting that sucker out. I have a out. question. Yes. How yes. do you get it out without, like, dumping it everywhere then? Yeah, see, that was my initial question was, like, I, I understand how... So you can... Yeah. So it is... It's it, You gotta be very strategic about it. Uh, you can... A lot of girls do it in the shower, so it's not even an issue. If it goes everywhere, because they're under running water, so it just goes down the drain. Uh, if you're in public, you do it hovering over a toilet, and you have to be very slow with how you pull it out. So when you when it comes out of you, you can immediately turn it upside down into yeah. the toilet. Hmm. God. And it's not it's not a forceful. You're not like yanking it out of yourself. That's incredibly once painful. you break the seal. It is a slower like... process. Yeah, yeah. You can slowly pull it out. Make sure that as it's coming out, it's not going to, like, you're not going to drop it or anything. And if you drop it, it's going to just drop into the toilet. Whoop-de-doo. Wash it off. You're fine. See, I really <laughs> like, like, the idea of a menstrual cup uh-huh. because, like, it's environmentally friendly, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. But my I have two main issues. One, it's like going into the trenches down there. <laughs> Oh my god! I saw. Like it's, I, if it's not clear by now, I use one, and you have to be. It, you ha- you will not. You don't have to be. You become incredibly comfortable with yourself, yeah. because literally, I mean, the cool thing about the menstrual cup is you only have to change it every twelve hours, where a tampon you have to change every three to. Is four Is it hard hours. to pee when you wear it? Because I haven't tried one. Oh no. Oh, no, no, no. It's literally, I forget it's in, like, in me. Like, I don't feel it. It doesn't, uh, like, disrupt anything else within my day. I can use the bathroom, number one and two, no problem. No leakage. It's a lot easier to do sports in because it just catches everything. And whereas, like, a tampon, even if the tampon's not completely full, if blood somehow, like, gets around the outside of the tampon, you'll, you could still yeah. bleed yourself. And, like, obviously with pads, you're just free bleeding, so you can't go swimming or anything like that. Um, so the menstrual cup just solves a lot of those problems because it's suction cup to the inside of you. It's literally going nowhere. Yeah, see, I didn't realize you had to, like, clean it out so infrequently because one mm-hmm. of my biggest concerns with it was, like, I'm at work for eight and a half hours and then have, you know, a 40-minute oh, yeah. commute to and from work and... My work, mm-hmm. we don't have a private bathroom. It is a stalled bathroom, and I don't want to be, like, rinsing okay. my diva cup at the sink and have yeah. somebody else walk in and uh, me be like, like oh, hey, what's everywhere. up? And you're just like, how's it going? <laughs> like, I, I think that yeah, all literally my, blood Yeah, everywhere. I think that all my female coworkers would be like, oh, 
do you need some Advil? Like, good for you. But, like, at the same time, right. I would be like, uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely, like, you, like I said, after, I've been using a menstrual cup for about a year and a half now. And I, blood doesn't bother me anymore. I've seen it all. I have spilt it. I have, like, accidentally, like, flung it across the room. Oh, God. No. It's like your body sometimes just responds in different ways. And for me, the menstrual cup was the best option. And it's very environmentally friendly. So it's, uh, it was the greatest option for me. And for some people, you know, they're like, I don't want to put anything inside me at all. So I'll just stick with the pads. And, you know, tampons are a girl's best friend in a pinch. So everyone's got to use those at least once. Um, So, yeah, thank you all for going on that blood journey. (laughs) That was our first segment. I mean, you're welcome, I guess. I enjoy being educated. Yeah, yeah. We're all blood sisters now. No. Oh, God. We're all blood sisters. Oh, God. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, speaking of things going on down there, if you will... In the downstairs. Um, <laughs> camel toe is such a problem. Especially now I- that, like, leggings are so popular and, like, you're wearing them a lot. Because you run into the predicament of, do I wear underwear and risk having, like, a panty line all day in my pants? Or do I not wear underwear mm-hmm. and risk having the worst camel toe I've ever experienced in my life? I personally Correct. am in the camp of, I'm going to wear underwear, you see my underwear line, sucks for you, I'm I'm wearing underwear <laughs> down there, now you know. But, I mean, you can kind of fix this with wearing a thong, but even, like, thongs are bad about you still get kind of a camel toe sometimes and like if you're wearing mm-hmm. any type of cropped something you still see like the top oh, line with it i can't wear cropped shirts with leggings but you know for those who do you can still see like that top line it's a whole predicament oh yeah no but so i uh, i am a avid gym goer and so i wear you know my workout leggings every day of the week when i'm there And my philosophy is if I'm working out, I don't want to wear a thong, right? I'm doing squats. I don't want a piece of fabric like up my booty hole. And I think that is, I think that is fine to say. So my issue is, is like, yeah, I'm wearing leggings and a lot of my workout shirts are cropped because I don't want them getting stuck in the machines that I, you know, use to work out or whatever. So it's like, yeah, camel toe is a thing, but it's also like, it's clear that I'm a woman and I have a vagina. So. Why is it an issue if you can (laughs) kind of see it? It's the same philosophy of the dude doing jump rope in the corner whose dick I can clearly see flopping around in his sweatpants. I was going to say, especially now, like, there was, like, that whole trend a while back. It was really big on Twitter with, like, the gray sweatpants and, like, the dick print, how big of a deal that was. And I was like, you can walk around with a dick print and people love it, but I get the slightest camel toe and people are like, ugh, gross. Like, what is that? Like, what the hell? So, uh, my question is, camel toe, what are your thoughts, boys? My- this is an open, safe space. Just, if you don't know, you don't know. But if you have an opinion, state it. My initial thought was, like, I was thinking that I think this is one place one of few places where like young guys and young girls are in the same awkward position where it's like, I mean, I, I think we've talked about it before. It's like dudes in like middle school and high school are just the like random boner is like a constant, like just anatomical thing. Like there could be nothing happening, but it's just there. So it's, I think it's in the same ballpark of like, I'm 
not planning on this, but it's just like part of what's happening right now and I just can't really deal with it. So I think that's like one place uh, where yeah, like guys and girls can see eye to eye where it's like, I just chose these pants to wear and I'm not trying to like show everybody what's going on, but like it just, it just happens. <laughs> I think, I think here's, what's like, going, here's what's going I mean, on. Like I, that's true. And like, but I think that it's, I would say it's arguably more problematic um, just for women because, like, most men's clothing is, like, not all of it, but, like, most of it's, like, kind of baggy, I guess. Um, Chase, you're the only one here that wears cargo shorts anymore. (laughs) That is bullshit, sir. I literally saw you wear cargo shorts, like, two weeks ago. However, unreal. I do, I, I own one pair of cargo shorts, <laughs> However, and I haven't worn no, them like, like a I, year. I need you all to know that Megan immediately looked at my shorts to make sure that I wasn't wearing cargos. And like, <laughs> I mean, like that's true. You and do. Are you? I am not. He, you do wear well, a lot yeah, of cargo like, shorts. Not anymore. Not uh. My fashion sense not has anymore. been upgraded. That's right. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I mean, to, khakis. Khakis. Yeah, I right. tend khakis. to wear like khakis pants shorts. almost all the time. Actually, just. You wear skinny jeans, yeah, and I'm here. So yeah, no, and I think they're great. And honestly, I it's really hard for me to find pants that fit. Um, usually, I'm like, wow, what's the largest thing I can find in the kids section? Um, but those aren't. <laughs> but those aren't usually the most good looking <laughs> of the clothing. So like, I'm like, no. usually what I do oh, is honey. I go to like you know some place that sells like secondhand clothing. I'm like, oh hell yeah, somebody's finally shut. Baby Gap finally oh, selling no. their old Express jeans that actually yeah. fit me. <laughs> Which you go, hey Tanner, I found these oh, pants at the store, and he goes, I donated those five years ago. <laughs> Actually, I do have a couple pairs of his pants because his pants from like three years ago, despite him being younger than me, fit me now. <laughs> That's so ironic. Incredible. You're getting hand me downs from your little brother. And, look, I love my skinny jeans. I think I look damn good in them. However, <clears throat> even though they you are do. skinny jeans, quote unquote, you can't see my underwear through them. They're not that skinny. And that's like, true. That's they, not yeah, a problem not... with men's clothing. Like, unless you, unless you're like the, you know, the type of person that's like, well, I, I wear, I wear a large, but like, I need a small. You know, like, it's like, unless you're that type of person, <laughs> you're not gonna have those issues. But like, with, I mean, women in like general, I think they're clothes like which is part an industry problem is they are more like i mean they're much tighter they're like more sexualized in a way and like that's just kind of what the norm has become i don't you know i don't think i don't care what somebody wears like that has no effect on me and i think they should be free to wear whatever they want to express themselves but as an industry i would say women's clothing is generally just like tighter and more revealing i would definitely agree with that and i because I know, like, for me, I went through, like, a phase where I was like, yeah, like, the fitted clothes, it's great, whatever. But I'm at a point now where, like, I don't want to wear fitted shit all the time. So, like, half the stuff I wear no. is either technically men's clothing or unisex because I prefer mm-hmm. a more comfortable cut as opposed to, like, something that is super fitted and shows off every inch of my body, whether, you know, through my clothes or without it. And, like, if people are comfortable with that, great for them. Like, that's awesome. I am not one of those people. Especially, like, when I go to work. I work yep. in a lab all day. Like, I have to wear full-length pants, which is a whole nother issue being tall in a woman. But also, like, if I'm going to be in a lab coat and, you know, right now my mask and gloves and all that jazz, I don't also want to have on a super-fitted shirt all day. Like, it's uncomfortable. 
it gets hot in that lab and underneath all of the PPE. So, like, I don't want to be in something super fitted that's going to restrict that. And also, if I get sweaty, you're going to see it super easy. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I think I lie with Chase on this one where I'm firmly in the camp of hashtag free the camel toe. (laughs) (laughs) I never said that, but... (laughs) (laughs) because like in in a lot of cases chase is exactly right like the way that women's clothing is made like most of the time you just can't help it like it's something that is just part of wearing women's clothing it seems like and so there's there's nothing wrong with you know accidentally showing that part of yourself like i get it if you're uncomfortable just do what i do and have a a small penis (laughs) you have no problems I mean, yeah, if it can't see it, if it's not there, (laughs) if it's if it's something that's inadvertent, I mean, you really can't help it otherwise. And so it's part of being a biological female that you would have a camel toe on occasion. Right. It's not something that can be helped if that's the way that the clothes that you're wearing are made. And so it's not anything that people should be like super obsessive over. I think it should just be something that's normalized. Right. Just like the free the nipple movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I it's yeah, and I feel like it's something that as a larger woman is more of an issue. Like if you don't have a thigh gap, if your thighs touch, your pants are going to ride up right around your crotch. And I, yeah, for one, that's just naturally. Where yeah, they go. I for one have never had a thigh gap in my life, and so if I wear fitted pants, especially like leggings. If I'm walking around a bunch and don't, you know, pull the legs of my pants down, like grab the thighs and pull them down, like they're going to ride up and I'm going to end up with a little bit of a camel toe. So it's just like part of wearing, you know, my women's cut pants now that, you know, every few minutes I have to pull the thighs down or they're going to ride up. Oh, yeah. No, it's incredibly uncomfortable. It's in it's just like I don't what aggravates me is like with women's pants is that there's no standardization so i used to work at old navy and when you work across departments you realize that the men's department is regulated as hell because the waist size is actual measurements and inches yeah and that's how they're sold that's my issue and that's how it's sold where them 26s at (laughs) jeez oh boy imagine being literally two feet around (laughs) 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 oh god I'm actually closer to 28. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. This guy's He's filling up. Yeah. Welcome to anyways, Vulcan season. Anyways, anyways, you go over to the women's department, and each style of pant is sized differently. Also across so, like, brands. You have. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was the next step I was going to go for. So like at Old Navy, there's several different types of jeans. You've got your skinny jeans, you've got your straight jeans, you've got your boot cut, etc. Well, every single one of those are going to be sized from double zero up to like 22 or 24. But so and it's in even numbers. So it's like double zero, zero, two, four, six, etc. Each of those also have a short and long size as well for our shorter and our our taller girls. Um, (laughs) And then as you go from your skinny to your straight, your skinny size eight is going to be more like a straight size six because the way the jeans are made and they say that they're skinny, they're going to fit a lot tighter but it directly corresponds with, like, a straight leg size 
six. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. So when women are shopping for clothes, it's a complete shit show because we have no idea what size we're going to fit in when we walk into the store. So we're forced to try on three to four sizes. We finally figure out what size we're in. And then when we, if we want to replicate that process for a top, you know, tops start off with extra small and can go up to as many XLs as we need. But then each shirt is going to fit differently because it's a different cut or it's a different fabric. It's a different style. And I understand that's a similar thing to, to men, right? Like that just could be shirts overall. But it's incredibly frustrating when you're like, oh, I just need to pair, buy a pair of khakis for work. And it should just be a 10-minute trip. Because if you're a dude, you know, oh, I'm a size 28 waist. I go up, I pull that pair of khakis out, I'm out the door. But for women, we got to go in and we got to look and we got to go in and try on three sizes. And then those don't fit. And your self-esteem plummets because you're, you always thought you were this size and this is your size at one store. And then you go into the next store and you can't even get it over your hips or your thighs. And so you're like, what's happened in the past two months that I don't fit in a size eight here, or I fit in a size eight at this place, but I don't fit in a size eight at this new store. Mm. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, that's exactly what so I was going like, to bring up. Because, like, Nathan can vouch. For me, I hate pants shopping. And it's because, like, I go to, you know, fucking Target or whatever and get you know, my size jeans, I go to American Eagle because I want a pair of, you know, ripped up cutesy jeans, whatever. (laughs) And I have to buy, you know, two or three sizes larger to get the same fit and the same cut jeans. And I'm like, what happened that I now, you know, can't shop at this store or whatever because they only carry through size, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever. Right. And so then you you start to think that it's you and that you are the problem. But then there's a there's a whole diff- a whole slew of tweets and Instagram posts and stuff of when uh, people whole like lay down their size eight shorts from American Eagle from when they were in middle school and they lay those down on their bed and then they go out and they're in their twenties now and they need new shorts so they go out and they buy a size a size eight pair of shorts because they're like oh same brand same size i fit in the old ones i'll fit in these too because it's the same store well they get home and they once again can't even get it past their thighs so they lay the shorts down on the bed and the size eight in 2020 is about three inches smaller all the way around from a size eight in 2012 so over time the female fashion industry has somehow decided, hey, we're going to take any standard that we have and just throw it out the fucking window. And we're just going to have random numbers for everything. And everyone's going to feel like shit all the time. And we love that because that means they'll just keep buying our stuff. I'm going to say it right now. And I'm gonna, I think I speak for everyone on this podcast when I do say that that is just a fucked up. Honestly, like I, that's something. <laughs> well, wow, what great I take wording. for granted, I guess, because like, unless I'm shopping out for something like really nice, like I need like a new suit or something, I I don't like clothes shopping like very much. I it is not my favorite thing to do, which is why I order most things online because it takes me like five minutes. I don't have to leave my chair, and I just really don't like going into dressing rooms or other places like that. Um, not a huge fan. So like whenever I go like actually like physically go to a place and do some clothes shopping, like I will find something that is the size that, I mean, like you said, like I know it is, I will grab it off the shelf and Mm -hmm. I will buy it and then I will put it on when I get home and it fits. And I don't really have to worry about that, which is 
really nice and it sucks that you know it's not the same way <laughs> no it's literally like <laughs> you go into a store and then the department manager looks at you and is like hey guess what here's a bunch of clothes and we're gonna fuck up your mental state for the next like three days as a courtesy it comes free <laughs> with the stupid t-shirt you're about to buy and i say thank you so much yeah, a short story <laughs> and then i pay them a certain amount of money for these clothes and then i go home yeah a short story i had the best shopping experience on my 23rd birthday which was you know right before corona happened Emma, you didn't get to right. go with me because you surprised me at the apartment, and I loved every second of it. Yes. <laughs> but I went to American Eagle to get, you know, an outfit to wear out to dinner and things. Two of my friends took me, and there was this one salesman, and he was wonderful. Let me tell you, he hyped me up like it was his job to hype me up. He wasn't there to sell clothes. He was my personal hype man. And he, because I had gone to the dressing room, I think twice, just to like try to find a pair of pants that I liked and that actually fit, because, you know, we've had that conversation at this point. And, you know, he saw me come out again and like pulled me aside and was like, hey, what are you looking for? I gave him the whole rundown on like, hey, you know, I'm looking for, you know, this kind of jean, but I'm trying to find one that like fits comfortably and like looks okay on my body type. That kind of thing. And he just walked me through all of the jeans they had and was like, if you want this, this is a good thing to get. If you want this, this is a good style to buy. And then I was in the dressing room trying on the pair of pants I ended up getting. And I heard someone go, Megan, just like into the dressing room, (laughs) like the area where the dressing rooms are. And so I like walked out in these jeans and I was like, yes. And he just goes, I just wanted to see how you were doing. Your friends told me it was your birthday. Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, hyped me up. And I was like, this this is the quality I need when I'm shopping for jeans so I don't just beat myself up about the fact that I no longer fit in a size 12. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's doing God's work, honestly. But uh, now that we've explained to you the difficulty in just trying to find clothes that fit us... Now I'll just merges right into this thing called the pink tax. Have you all ever heard of the yes. pink tax? No. Uh, I no. feel like I've like heard oh. that term before, but I you'll have to enlighten me. I have no idea what that means. Oh, Emma, can I take the reins on this? Absolutely. So the pink tax is it's not even an idea. Like it is simply truth. It's, it's real. very real that Essentially, the same product for men and women will cost more for a woman to buy because it is marketed to women. So take, you know, when I buy razors to shave with, Nathan, Nathan, how much is your average razor if you buy a razor to shave your face with? So when I buy a razor, it's usually in the kit with like extra little razor heads Mm -hmm. and things. So it comes with like three razors. It's like 10 bucks, 15. See, if I buy that, it's going to be like 15 to $18, no doubt, if not more, if I get a nice one. Hmm. So the exact percentage point uh, for razors is it is 11% more to buy a gendered female razor versus a gendered male razor. So your average male razor pack is $7.99 plus tax. Your average female razor pack is $8.90. Same company. Basically the same product, 
but because it's gendered to women, it's 11%. So do you guys remember when Bic Pens released those pink pens specifically oh, yeah. for women? Pens? I do not. Yeah, yeah. so God. so for, Me- for Megan and maybe some of our listeners, Bic at one point a few years ago had released this new line of pens that was colored pink, but the ink was still black. So it was just like your standard black Bic pen with... Uh, just like a cap. It's not like a push pen or anything. It's just yeah. a standard pen like you would use at a bank. And on Amazon, the reviews that they had gotten for releasing this line of pens specifically for women were so harsh that Bic had to take the product off the market because of this exact thing where they felt like they were price gouging women for buying these pink pens that really wrote in black. They weren't even like colored or anything. It wasn't like a colored ink that they had to produce special. And Bic got so, so much backlash for doing this exact thing that apparently happens all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. No, to give you all some more quick stats, shampoo and conditioner cost 48% more for women. Uh, 48%. That's that's literally almost yeah, half. <laughs> I think that's also because, I mean, I don't know across the board, but I would say that like traditionally women are supposed to care more about how their hair is and everything and it's like men right and men so they are rev- can use that yeah. yeah like men are revered if they and it's like funny it's they they're like vines and tiktoks and stuff about it where like a man will use like hand soap for like body face right. and hair dawn wash dish soap. Yeah, dawn <laughs> and, like, and that's like a thing it's like they're literal they're literal like three in one there are literal three in one things that you can buy at the store for men that are like ten dollars but it's like for women, they're expected right, to buy. Right, and the three that we're talking about here is like the three is shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Yeah, they use the same damn bottle the for same... every part of their body, which is awful. Yeah, which and so it's like for men, it's like oh yeah, I go to like the Old Spice aisle and buy this thing, and it's ten dollars, and it comes in like a fifty gallon container, <laughs> and you can just you just put it in your you put it, it in your comes shower. in a loose Home Depot <laughs> yeah, bucket just that comes, you keep in just the comes, back half of your shower. Just comes loose in a bag, but for women, it's like you have to buy you know like the the separate the separate shampoo, the separate conditioner, the separate body wash, separate. You don't have wash, separate scrubs, shampoo and conditioner. This. No, I do, but I'm just saying, like, traditionally, I think for men, it's, like, across the board, yeah, yeah, it's, like, right. expected that they don't care. The all-in-one, just bathing uh, yeah. liquid. It's just, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just label- it's, it's just so labeled lenient. soap for all your needs. Clothing, <laughs> body, dishes. Something unmarked, just, like, unmarked oh, container. Yeah. <laughs> just white box, yeah. black text, soap. <laughs> So it uh, it's not only just hygiene products, believe it or not. Uh, it's also clothing, which is unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, but then it goes as far as toys and accessories as well. So that they price gouge children at the same time. Oh yeah. So uh, I think uh, everybody's price gouging children. There's no way that that like plastic cost that. Yo, that Nerf gun yeah. should That's not true. cost fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you that costs yeah. two pennies yeah. to make. Tell me, American like. Girl dolls aren't worth $120 (laughs) that you pay for them. And it'll look just like you. That that is a plastic doll with little clothes. That is not $120. Uh, So, for instance, helmets and pads for bikes and scooters cost... uh, The male-gendered items, on average, are $22.89. The female-gendered items are, on average, $25.79. So, you've got, like, a $2, $3-ish difference. Um... 
The only thing that's like generally the same are backpacks, which is nice because everyone needs those for school. Uh, everything else, you're looking at about a uh, f- anywhere from two to eight dollar difference Dang. between a male or a boy gendered item and a girl gendered item. And then senior and home healthcare products are also pr- price gouged towards women. So, which this is what I don't understand. This is the one that really blew my mind because it's so stupid. Canes. That you used to walk canes. <laughs> a male gendered cane is 1966, and a female gendered cane is 21.99. Why? They're sticks, <laughs> <laughs> and they are just simply sticks. And oh my God. you know, kind of tangentially related to this is especially when it comes to like things like canes or like bike helmets. You know, pads for various sports, things like that. You have, you know, the price gouge difference and also that you have, you know, the ones that are marketed to females. You have, like, the, the girl ones, quote unquote, and then you have the ones that are for boys or for men. And, you know, sometimes they are marketed towards men. I think this is, you know, especially true with, like, action figures versus dolls, you know, whatever. But when it comes to, you know, the more general things, I suppose. You have, like, the one that's for girls and the one that's, like, gender neutral. There's, and, like, the marketing. I, I totally agree with that. There's this um, really funny video. I mean, I wish I could find I need to find the link to it, but it's pretty much this guy goes around, a, like, a Walmart or something of that nature, like, just, like, a all-purpose kind of store, and just goes to, like, down every product aisle, pretty much, and goes, talks about how there's, like, the original in whatever color it comes, and then there's the one that comes in black. It's the exact same product, but it just has black like packaging and font and it's like or you can buy the like gender neutral slash man version of this like lotion or whatever it it's like always and it's just like so funny to look at but also like very eye-opening to be like this is the same thing and they're just it's just a marketing ploy to get somebody to buy it differently because they know oh it's all a fucking pyramid scheme yeah similar to the 4-h programs hosted in most communities it's a pyramid all right scheme. we will spend <laughs> oh we will spend another episode talking about the benefits of the 4-h program and i will debate emma about why it is not a pyramid scheme <laughs> but that is a whole different topic for another episode well, when you're a brick in the pyramid, you can't see that it's a pyramid, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so the last topic I wanted to discuss with you all today is something I saw on TikTok the other day, and I thought it was hilarious, the idea. I'd never heard this uh, concept labeled before, but um, lady curfew. So <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. So this, is, this should probably be an everyone curfew, but the TikTok was this girl. She was like early 20s, and she was uh, just going on an evening run, which was reminiscent of the story Clark told us a couple episodes ago <laughs> about his uh, terror run in the park. Um, don't but run she at was night. Uh, filming. <laughs> yeah, don't run at night. Uh, she <laughs> was running down the like side of a highway, and she's like, "Oh, it's lady curfew. Gotta go. Gotta be inside before the sun sets, or you're gonna get napped." And so, like, she's running. She's like, "I have two options. I can either sprint home and hope to God I make it in the door between the, before the sun sets, or I can stop now and call an Uber and possibly get murdered in the Uber. But hey." Hey, at least I don't have to run anymore. Well, that's like, you know, associated with this. 
How many of you, of the three of you on this podcast, were taught that when you walk to your car at night, you gotta put your keys between your fingers? I was only because my mother's a psychopath. (laughs) That's fair. That's so fair. (laughs) I... We love Christy, though. I would say as a slightly more normal person, I was not taught that. I was just kind of, you know, left to my own will or doing or whatever. They just said, you know, like, I had a curfew of, like, when I was supposed to be home, but there was no, no, like, prior lessons of, like, oh, well, if it gets dark out, make sure to have the gun ready. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) It sounds like a post-apocalyptic world. I mean, but. I mean, I, I don't know, like, me personally, I usually have some sort of pocket knife, so I'm not too worried about that. Also, I tend to consider myself very aware, um, so, like, I guess I'm less worried about that, but also I don't feel like I'm a prime target. Chase is packing it Chase, all times. I, when you when you say pocket Wait, knife, Chase, when you say pocket knife, do you mean, like, a po- like a Swiss Army pocket no. knife, or that, like, fancy knife that you flip around to He's got a butterfly, butterfly knife, knife or a knife. Karambit. He's, he's coming at you knife like wielded so i mean de- depending on the day it could be either one yeah or both who knows they're they nah, usually not both they're oh, okay. they're lurking behind a car but they just see him doing knife tricks and they just go we gotta we can't get this guy yeah <laughs> there's it, no way it, him everybody down. gets real quiet when you pull that out and they're like oh shit <laughs> Chase is coming at you with that $500 CSGO skin. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This guy plays eSports games. (laughs) He's a gamer. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's that's lady curfew. It's something that I think about when I am, you know, like I said, if it's evening or if it's dark outside. I, uh, like Megan said, I'll walk with my keys, uh, like, in between my fingers or in my hand. I carry pepper spray on myself. I'm looking into getting a taser because I live in a big city and I'm often walking places when it's dark outside. Uh, And I listen to way too many true crime podcasts to function like a normal person anymore. I am always assumed, it's assumed that I'm being followed constantly. I've really got to tone down the true crime nonsense (laughs) because it's becoming too much. I feel that. You know, that's like, it's dark, typically when I leave for work in the morning, especially this time of year, because I leave super early. And I've noticed that, like, when I leave... In the morning, I, like, check the back seat, and now, since I drive a hatchback, trunk of my car before I will get in my car to leave. I just lost power. And, like, the first thing I do when I get in my car, no matter what the time of day is, but it, especially when it's dark outside, is, like, I lock the doors after I've already checked the entire car. You know, I try not to sit in my car and, like, dawdle doing things, because, like, that's been kind of ingrained in me, that, like, you... You don't do that. But, yeah, you know, that's really, really just the tip of the iceberg um, <laughs> when it comes to lady things, lady problems. There are so many other things that we could talk about, but we'll we'll save that. We won't, you know, keep this episode going on forever. So if you were interested in this topic, if you want to hear us talk more about it, we would love to continue. Or, you know, if you absolutely hated it and don't want to hear this ever again... Let us know. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five star review and you know recommend it to your friends. We would love to share our. I won't say Antics, knowledge. That's the word. But insight, humor, <laughs> insight, and humor with others. Um, we would love to know what you think. 
Thank you for listening to another episode, and we will see you next time. Bye. Later. Bye. Wolverine, your keys. (laughs) 